You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Janine Bitson. And we're broadcasting today from our studios in Fargo. So thank you for joining us and allowing us into your homes or cars or wherever you may have us at this moment. Yeah, and also just a reminder too, check out our website at realpresenceradio.com. Just a fantastic website. Also, you can get our podcast, um, you know, whether you go on the website or you could actually get the app. And Heather, Mm -hmm. that's what I love to use is Mm -hmm. the app. Um, You can go to your Google store and just um, search the RPR uh, app and download it. And literally, all I do is click on the app, and it pops up to that beautiful site, and you click on podcasts, or you can listen live. It's just really nice. Yeah, they've got it really streamlined, so we can be pretty spoiled and listen to exactly what we want when we want to. (laughs) Well, and it's just fantastic. Uh, I I just can't say enough about it. So if you don't have the app on your smartphone, uh, just and I think uh, Apple, of course, mm-hmm. wouldn't be Google Store. It'd be like the Apple Store, correct? Yeah, so the App Store. you know, yeah. you can you can just find it on there, and it is. It's just really wonderful. So I would check it out. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to introduce our next guests, Isaac and Corey Sean. Good morning, and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. So, Corey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Of course I can. Um, I'm Corey, Sean, and my husband, Isaac, and I, uh, we live in North Fargo, and we're members of Holy Spirit Parish. Um, We have four kids. Our oldest, uh, she's out of college, and she lives down in Rochester, Minnesota, and she teaches for the Rochester Catholic School System down there. And then our three younger kids, who are 15 and 14 and 10, uh, they're students here locally with the JP2 school system. Um, and it's been about three years ago now in March that we adopted our three youngest kids um, through foster care. So we, you know, Isaac and I met both when we were living in Rochester, um, and we were married down there at St. John's the Evangelist Church, and we moved. Well, we were both working actually for Mayo Clinic at the time, but moved to Fargo a little over seven years ago, and we just love North Fargo. Both of our families are from North Dakota, so our move back to this area was really um, a gift in so many ways. Uh, Isaac works in administration at Stanford, and I am home right now with our kids, kind of getting my strength back after chemo and then doing the remote learning thing Mm. (laughs) with our kids due to COVID. Beautiful. Mm. So we actually have you on. You meant you alluded to it just slightly, um, chemo. So we yeah. wanted to talk about um, your diagnosis. You were diagnosed a little over a year ago. Uh, yeah, it was just it was um, right before Christmas time of 20, 2019. Sorry, yeah, so it was about a year ago, right this last Christmas. Wow! Mm-hmm. And so you've got such young children. Um, how did they react? You know, our, our kids are um, our kids are complicated when it comes to some of some of those those kinds of things, reactions and emotions. And 
sometimes uh, they have really good poker faces, and that's mm. probably based on, you know, some of their past and their history and trauma and different things like that. But they were all so very supportive, and um, they got busy, you know, making cards and different things for me, and um, they could have been probably real nervous or anxious about things, um, but I don't know if I would say I saw a lot of that, but Isaac, you know, you can chime in on that. Yeah, I, um, I think Corey, uh, you know, set it up best, you know, very early on in the diagnosis. Um, there was a period of time where things were kept pretty private between Corey and myself, um, just with while the testing process was taking place, and you know, so the children knew we were just doing some testing because mom wasn't feeling that good. Um, at the same time, you know, it's kind of what our family knew too. And once we had a definitive diagnosis, um, certainly sat down with the children together to talk about it, but also, you know, I recall a conversation where I, where I had with the, the three children at home of just, you know, we're going to need to be a family no greater time than the ensuing months, and mom's going to need our support, and we're going to need to be positive, and I don't want to take away your guys' childhood or being children, but there are going to be times I'm going to ask you to be a little more grown up than mm. arguing or complaining or doing something. And I, I remember telling my son, I said, you're... You're a teenage boy, but if mom tells you something as crazy as it sounds, you just say yes and you do it. Um, ar- arguing with it isn't an option for a little while. So, <laughs> was he perfect on that? No, he's a teenage <laughs> boy. But I-, I remember having that conversation with him explicitly. So, at this point, you you said you had adopted the younger three children, and we've had you on before talking about this, Isaac. Yeah. Um, how long has, at this point, had the children been with you guys? Yeah, so I do want to just take a pause. You're right, I was on, um, and I, I'd be remiss to say Corey wanted to be there. That was yeah. actually during the time of this diagnosis mm-hmm. and was not feeling well after a biopsy. So I, I was just um, going to ask you that, Isaac, because we were on site at Holy Spirit when when we had you on talking about your adoption story, and, and I do remember, Corey, you weren't able to join us, and I was wondering if that was the timing. Yep, so that was yep. kind of that. We kept everything pretty private until tell we knew and that was one of those instances where there was a procedure and said yeah i can do this and just woke up and like i'm not going to be able to do this today um so uh so yeah so going back to your question um the children moved into our home um probably coming up on up you know a little under four years ago um and then just the process of adoptive placement and they were still in foster care when they moved in, et cetera. Um, the official adoption uh, was in March. So in March, it'll be three years ago that they've, that, you know, they became shunned, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's wonderful. I've seen your beautiful family at Mass uh, sat behind you. In fact, uh, my son and his wife, uh, beautiful family go there. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, 
you know, Corey, the cancer diagnosis, wow. I mean, that's like the call all of us, you know, mm-hmm. regret hearing. Um, where Where has God taken you after that? Well, for myself, um, certainly down a path that I would never have guessed, um, but nonetheless, you know, he's in control and not me, and, and you know, you, you willingly follow. Um, so, I, you know, my prayer life has changed. Um, my So many things have changed in my life. Um, my relationships have changed with people. My friendships have changed. Um, yeah, so it has... Uh, you know, certainly not easy, but I've received so many gifts through this path that I've walked um, this last year. Isaac, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. No, I think, you know, Corey said it best there, and um, change, and, you know, I'll just highlight that. I, I think we would look at all of that changes for the good, certainly uh, all of this took place along with everyone else's, you know, family dynamics that occur during a pandemic. And so, you know, the change in our relationship, the change um, as a couple um, on how, you know, God was already a very central part of our life, um, and it just catapulted that. It, it allowed us to seek further information out, you know, such as St. Peregrine and and having a devotion or doing a novena, as well as changing our relationships with individuals in our parish that have went through similar hardships. You know, I remember um, just one thing that was so simple yet so special. Um, very early after the diagnosis, I had went to St. Peregrine statue. There's a statue in our, our parish, and we were praying, and, and an individual came up and talked to me. Um, and they had went through cancer, and they were just waiting their turn to pray. And I had shared Corey's results kind of with them, and they had said, you know, one thing you need is a thermometer. And uh, I don't know, Corey, what was it, 24 to 48 hours later, um, there was a, I got a text that said, I didn't want to knock um, with COVID and everything going around, but um didn't want to disturb you, but there's a thermometer hanging on your doorknob, and she had went and bought the one and said, this is the one you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just, I'll never forget that night. I remember, you know, Corey and I both teared up about that, and, you know, that family, um, there certainly were other families, but, you know, both with the headwear, you know, gave Corey some of that stuff, and, you know, I think the last thing I'll say when she said our relationships, you know, just really relied heavily, especially on our church family, given COVID and everything, our families, you know, there there, there was um, limited interaction because of all the things taking place um, in our country and that we're taking, you know, going on that our church family there to pray for us and someone at church organized a meal train that was, I'll be selfish and say, was amazing because <laughs> um, it occurred every other night. Um, for a few months and you know I without those sorts of just gestures um, you know it would have made it that much harder so you know we had to rely on God and our faith and our church family during that time mm-hmm. yeah and to continue uh, that as well you have a beautiful faith family up there at Holy Spirit and um, can't say enough about about the crew that uh, 
you know, you call family there. Um, wow. You know, I just um, think about this, and it just takes me really deep. Like, your trust in God has just been heightened, mm-hmm. catapulted, like you said, um, to a whole new level. Uh, we're going to have to take a quick break, um, Isaac and Corey, but when we come back, um, we'd like you to share with our audience even more um, about that support and love that you've been receiving in this difficult time. But also, let's dig deeper about your prayer life um, and your reliance on the intercession of saints. Uh, it's so important, because miracles do happen. So we'll be right back. I'm Janine Bitson with Heather Carroll, and uh, we'll be right back on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro, and... And I'm Janine Bitson. We do things differently. Oh, no, no. This is roll with the flow territory when you're with me. Um, Boy, we are just so blessed to have Isaac and Corey Sean joining us uh, this segment and talking about... um, just where God has taken them after a cancer diagnosis. Um, I, I shared with with Corey and Isaac during the break that um, my family has had um, 
had this. Uh, my mother-in-law was diagnosed with cancer uh, 1966, um, and she is a miracle cure from cancer. So for those of you listening, don't give up hope mm-hmm. because the intercessory prayer of our faith communities, of the saints, you mentioned St. Peregrine, um, for us, uh, Blessed Columba Marmion, uh, my mother-in-law is the first... Um, She's the miracle cure of cancer for his beatification. And so for our listeners, uh, if you're struggling with a cancer diagnosis, uh, don't give up hope. Um, there's many blessings. Um, you know, through, through the disease, there's also much hope in a miracle cure. Um, there's so much more that can be done these days. Uh, that being mm-hmm. said, doesn't make it any easier to go through. Uh, definitely not diminishing it. But the power of prayer is so vitally important um, to get through these times. So, Isaac, can you tell us more? You talked about uh, visiting St. Peregrine's statue, who's the patron saint for, for cancer cures. Um, tell us more about the importance of it, your, interse- or your call for intercessory prayer. Yeah, thanks for the question. Um, you know, I think... You know, very early on, I had uh, shared with someone, uh, a family member, and they had just, in so many words or less, said, you know, you as a husband, as a, you know, leader in your family, you don't have an option. Mm-hmm. You need strength. Um, you don't have an option to, to get weak at this time. And he didn't necessarily mean that in a, like, you can't be vulnerable but he really meant that in you have to turn to, you know, the Lord and turn to the saints. And so, um, you know, St. Peregrine came in just very early on. Um, and Corey uh, is the one who had mentioned it to me, you know, about patron saints of uh, cancer uh, or to individuals with cancer. And so that became a part of my daily routine. Um, my morning kind of prayer and lectio time um, really started with, with, with some prayers and then uh, uh, intercessory prayers to St. Peregrine, and that list uh, continues to be a list of thankfulness for those that, you know, have been cured and continues to grow, unfortunately, with those that um, are diagnosed with, um, with, with a cancer diagnosis. And so... Um, it became an integral part of my morning. It subsequently became a part of my day, um, mm-hmm. you know, as well as other saints and opportunities for different novenas throughout the throughout the time. But but really, just I had to rely on my prayer life and offer it up to God. And I am here to tell you that um, myself or any other families that go through this, you know, the partner isn't some superhuman individual. Um, I was uh, truthfully you know, tell Corey there are days like I should be just super exhausted and I still had energy and the only explanation for that is, you know, God and the Holy Spirit continuing to push through because, you know, to say this last year, year and a half was like, oh, not a big deal would be the understatement of 2020. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't me doing it. And there's not an ounce of my being who believes that it was me that was able to do all that. It, it truly was um, through the power of prayer. And, and again, that faith family that we have very strong 
presence of, uh, of the Holy Spirit as well as the extending community here. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's something that a lot of people tend to forget about is the caregiver. You know, how difficult that job is. Um, it's difficult on the entire family. Um, Isaac, can you talk a little bit about um, your, you, you talk about going to prayer often. Um, can you talk about some of the difficult times? Did you ever have um, frustration, anger, disagreements with the Lord? What did that look like and how did you overcome it? Yeah, uh, another great question. So, you know, I think early on in the testing for myself, um, there was just fear, um, mm-hmm. utter fear of, you know, I became a father a mm-hmm. few years ago, um, and I knew with, with uh, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it alone, and so mm-hmm. there was just this fear, and, you know, so probably early on there was some, you know, God, really? Like this... Uh, this can't be happening right now. Um, but I, I do have to say, and I credit my parents and my extended family and my wife's parents for role models we've had in our life to really tr- not so much ask the why, mm. like, why is it happening to me? But like, what am I supposed to do with this? And, mm. you know, I probably pleaded to God a lot of, I'll do this, but you're going to need to help. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have to present some opportunities. Um, whether that's, you know, time, talent, treasure, whatever that is, whatever that was, and, and God provided, you mm-hmm. know, and, and there was certainly thankfulness of that to bring other people to my prayers, you know, that helped us out. I mean, the organization by a, a member in our church, Lynn Cutterbuff, for the mm-hmm. meal train was just, I mean, it was out downright phenomenal, mm-hmm. and for all those that participated, I'll never remember all the but, you know, it was just the doorbell would ring or knock, and I didn't have to worry about coming home from a long day at work uh, mm-hmm. to make a meal. I could focus on getting kids, you know, and there are individuals that help me get kids home from activities, you know, and it it just, um, I'm a maybe sinfully at times a proud person, and uh, that was probably the hardest thing is just to really be humbled. Yeah, it's so important to allow others to to help us mm-hmm. cuz that is that is something that we can do when we're trying to be strong. Um we we can reject maybe the gifts that others want to give us and we need to really work hard no matter where we're at in life uh to just allow others to serve us. Mm-hmm. Um and then make sure that we're serving them as well. My so, mom always used did- to say I'm giving you an opportunity to become a saint. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which is what we're all called to be, that's for sure. We're all invited to that. I'm sorry, uh, what did you want to say, Isaac? No, I, that statement is true. Corey and I, you know, uh, as a couple, um, joke, but in seriousness, uh, about that, you know, that we have a calling to help get each other uh, to heaven. But mm-hmm. I also want to say, and I, I don't want to lose sight of this, Seeing my wife, my best friend, my companion, my partner go through something like that, and again, through a pandemic, and just see her fight and her courageousness to felt like crap, but still made attempts to, you know, join us as a family and do different things throughout that, um, you know, 
That also gave me strength. You know, I work in healthcare. We had a pandemic, and she was going through chemo. And so there were a few months there where we didn't sleep in the same room. And I, you know, showered and washed clothes before I came in the house after work every day. And the only way I could have did that was knowing she was fighting far harder than me for it. That's pretty simple to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with the help of God and looking at this person who you devoted it to commit the rest of your life to fight through it was just also really important for me. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yes. I was just going to add to that real quick. Um, when you talked about the power of prayer, intercessory prayer, I, I I look back at this last year and, you know, going through chemotherapy and having I mean, virtually no immune system um, available mm. to me during those treatments. I never got sick once. I never got the sniffles. I never got COVID. I, I nothing. And so I know that that was people's prayers being lifted up, and I, I there's just no other, in my mind, explanation for it, because, you know, every two weeks you go in and you get your lab work done, and, and you're so at risk of getting sick, mm-hmm. and I didn't get anything, I mean, nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I firmly believe that, um, that was, those were definitely people's prayers. Absolutely, Corey. Well, please know of our continued prayers for you and your healing. Uh, well, and before we let them go, I just want to know from Corey, how are you doing today? Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 doing pretty good. Um, everything looks good. When I had um, my scan uh, in December, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, everything looked good at that good. point. So I finished my last session in September and now I'll just go in every three months and I didn't want to leave a cliffhanger there (laughs) yeah 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 hopefully things will right now everything looks good and I'll just keep going and checking and you know keep praying absolutely well and keep praying and that's what we will all do as Mm -hmm. well and for any of our listeners who has a family member who's struggling with a cancer diagnosis Please know of our prayers for you as well and your family member. Uh, It's a difficult disease, and we just all need to work together, um, not just to find a cure, but to lift up those that are experiencing Mm -hmm. it. Isaac and Corey, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We truly appreciate it. Okay, folks. Thanks for having fun. It's time for our hard break, which is our top of the hour break, which means hour one is done. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more Real Presence Live. 